Welcome to Champagne Problems. We are your hosts, Robbie Shaw and Patrick Balsley. Thank you for joining us on this journey as we explore our mental health, well-being, performance, and longevity, and how our relationships with alcohol can influence each. No shame, no labeling, no judgment, just curiosity. Welcome back, friends, family, and newcomers. Today, we're having an exciting conversation with Susie Streelman and Peggy Cooney, the founders of Zero Proof Experiences. Zero Proof Experiences is an innovative venture that creates and hosts traveling weekend experiences called Sober in the City. This is where people gather in a designated city or town for a weekend and they enjoy planned events as well as all that locale has to offer, redefining the concept of fun without alcohol. The next event will be in Portland, Maine, the weekend of September 7th through the 10th. Go to zeroproofexperiences.com and enter Champagne Problems as the discount code for $100 off. Let's go to Susie and Peggy. Hello, Susie and Peggy. Welcome to Champagne Problems. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Before we dive in really to the nuts and bolts of what you're doing, we want to get to know you both very quickly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Everybody excited about that? We're going to do a little rapid fire questioning. And this is for both of you, but we'll start okay. with you, Susie. What was your first live music concert and where? That was <laughs> Whitney Houston. And yes. yeah, so that was a special one. And that was in the Arco Arena in Sacramento. We bought the tickets early the first day we could. And then we were disappointed when we walked all the way to the top row of the stadium. <laughs> That's a great one. We haven't gotten to Whitney Houston yet. Perfect. You probably Peggy, won't get what about this you? One either, and I'm giving giving away my age, but Boss Skaggs, um, a 21 years Ooh. old Boss Skaggs, Palo Alto, Stanford Amphitheater, and I just had a, a friend just remind me that Boss turned um, 79 on June 8th. So I'm a little younger than that. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Just a number. That's a great one. I, I had a friend in New York City who dated Boz Skaggs. Son. Oh my God, really? Oh, that's that's crazy. my connection. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> I, I feel so much yeah. closer to you now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my God. We're, we're long, long lost partners here. <laughs> All right, Susie, what makes you lose your temper? I'm going to have to go with. I say this a little tongue in cheek, but when I walk into a restaurant and there's no mocktail or zero proof menu. <laughs> There you go. There we go. You just raise hell. I love Inconsiderate it. Inconsiderate assholes. <laughs> All right, um, Peggy, what about is, you? This is horrible. All the work I've done in sobriety, but um, driving to work the other day, somebody wouldn't let me in on the freeway, and I turn into a freaking toddler. I just turn in. I lay on my horn, yeah. call them all kinds of words, oh, yeah. and I, it's, you know, it's not a big deal, but I, I, tr I have a no, different personality no. when that happens to me. I it's love just it. Not nice when people don't do that. It's not you know, nice. Just, it's, just, especially exactly. when they see you. That's the worst. Right. It's like you know, it feels when they, like when they look like at you. Oh, yeah. They don't let when you they in. Made... They're like while they're like while you're locking yeah, eyes. Complete jerks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's you know it's fun because we get to ask these questions all the time, but we never get to answer these questions. Yeah. But I obviously think about you know what my answers would be all the time and and. I, that's that's mine my my temper gets lost in my car and it's not road rage it's more i get mad at other people yeah. for getting mad at me there you go 
Like if I make a little mistake and somebody just lays into me, that's when I get really angry. I actually cut someone oh, off a couple months ago and I felt so bad. It was in the Target parking lot. So I, I got out of my car and went up to her car to apologize and I scared the shit out of her. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. All right, one more. And this one's a little uh, cerebral, if you will. Um, Susie. If you could know the answer to any question in the universe, what would you ask? Ooh, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I guess maybe like, what is God's purpose for my life? Yeah, mm. go ahead. I like mm. that. Mm. I love it. Be a good one to know. Yeah, it'd be a good answer. You know, Peggy. I guess for me, it would be: Is there really an afterlife? Kind of along yeah. those lines. Is there? Is there something after this? Because it would really piss me off if there wasn't <laughs> yeah. something after this. I mean, I've been working at it for a long time. And, you know, you look around and you see all the things that you've either done or didn't do well and wondering, there's got to be more than this. There just has to be. So, yeah, yeah that would be it. God. Like that one. If, man, what if we knew the answer to that? Yeah. Change, change life as we know it. <laughs> yeah, it, wouldn't, it might think? not be good. Yeah. I know. Maybe we need to not know. <laughs> get, a little, get a little reckless. <laughs> That's right. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Those, those were wonderful. Thank you for, for participating in that. That's always fun for us. Today's episode is sponsored by Athletic Brewing Company, America's leading non-alcoholic craft brewer. Have you been thinking about cutting back on alcohol but still aren't sure if near beers are for you? Check out Athletic Brewing, the most decorated non-alcoholic brewer in the world. Athletic produces a wide selection of great-tasting brews, including IPAs, Goldens, Darks, Lights, Sours, and more. Their non-alcoholic beers have won over 70 awards and are fit for all time, so you can drink them anytime and anywhere. Now you can enjoy great-tasting craft brews all night long and still be ready for whatever life throws at you tomorrow. Right now, new Athletic customers can receive 20% off their first order when they visit athleticbrewing.com and use the code CP20 at checkout by August 31st, 2023. All right, so let's 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 dive in a little bit more um, on your personal journeys. Um, Peggy, let's start with you first. I know, you know, we're all kind of in, in this re recovery space, but I don't know any of your history, but obviously you're associated with a company that's alcohol free. So there obviously is some level of history and you've already mentioned your sobriety. Could you tell us a little bit about that journey and what led you here? Sure. Um, I was a late drinker. Susie and I are very different, which makes us really good partners. Um, my path to drinking was really late in life. Um, I grew up in an alcoholic family for sure. My parents, um, alcohol was the center of my family's uh, social life. And uh, the most important position in my family was to be the uh, martini garnish maker. You know, um, I thought it really made it in life when um, I was able to do that. Uh, what, two olive, uh, one onion. Really uh, stuffed olives. It was, yeah. it was a coveted position. <laughs> and I, um, I had a lot of childhood trauma, about six out of 10 aces, which I, I didn't oh, wow. even really know about. And then I, I chose to be a social worker. So <laughs> there's that. So I chose to work with um, children and families and vulnerable adults and that kind of secondary traumatic stress that happens with, um, with that job. I knew that was part of the job, right? I knew that. 
Um, I think what happened for me is the system trauma broke my heart when kids disclose they're abused and they're the ones that have to go live with strangers. That kind of added on. Um, I'm a step parent. That's another, another part of it. And that's one of the hardest jobs I've ever had in my life. And about, you know, about my 50s, I, um, the secondary traumatic stress was really getting to me um, on my job in direct practice. And I, um, I just came home and started drinking, which is really a lot of cognitive dissonance, right? That I was, um, and now um, I'm a teacher. I uh, teach social work for University of uh, Davis. Um, and, um, and I, even when I got out of direct practice and became an instructor, I found myself still going home and drinking that bottle of wine every night. Like there was no secondary traumatic stress anymore, but I was still drinking. And, you know, I got a huge award for teaching. And all I could think about that night was that I needed to go home and celebrate with a bottle of wine. It was about eight months later that my drinking really turned into a lot of blackout drinking. Um, uh, no one knew. Uh, I know I listened to a lot of your podcasts. No one knew except my family. And, um, you know, I, I kind of had that rock bottom where um, my adult daughter said, Mom, if you don't uh, do something about your drinking, you won't have the relationship you want with me, Jason, and the kids. And that, that price was just too high for me to pay. So that was July, 9, July 11th, 2019. And uh, I've been alcohol-free ever since. So um, that's about me in a nutshell, I think. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. About you, Susie? Yeah, um, you know, I'm just over here hanging out, <laughs> drinking wine, yeah. Robbie and Patrick. So, <laughs> you know, I've been um, a pretty social person my adult life. One of my favorite things to do is go out to dinner, a nice dinner with family and friends. And wine was a big part of that. Um, health fitness and nutrition has been really a high value in my life from a young age. So I've fallen in with a lot of practices from weightlifting to running to yoga, you know, at different times I've run five marathons, um, over, over many years. And so, you know, when quite a few years ago, a doctor said to me, your liver enzymes are high. You should take a 30 day break you know, that really got my attention from being like a health minded, um, you know, that was really important to me. And so that was my first in a long history of taking breaks from alcohol. Yeah. So I, <laughs> How I long did. ago was that? Uh, that was over a dozen years ago, probably okay. closer to 15 years ago. Yeah. So, you know, it took me a minute. I had a 30 days here, a couple of weeks there. I did a couple of Lent seasons, which I thought was an impressively uh, long <laughs> length of time. And so I think one thing like taking these shorter breaks, like the art of alcohol-free socializing didn't really occur to me, right? I, I, they were shorter breaks. So I would just, I think I stayed home more for one thing. And when I went out, I would just kind of quietly pour a glass of water, maybe even once in a while, put it in a wine glass. But yeah, that that didn't really, really connect the dots. Then like at the end of the Lent season, I would pop a bottle of champagne 
and feel festive and all was good, right? Just kind of keeping things under wraps. It was sometime uh, mid-COVID, I would say, that I just decided, and you can read between the lines there, mid-COVID, um, I'm going to take a longer break. And so I signed up for a three-month course with SoberSys. And at that time, I had zero, I will say zero intentions of becoming a non-drinker. So it's a little ironic. I feel that I'm sitting right here today. <laughs> um, but over the weeks and months, I would say after several months, I started to feel a little more drawn to that alcohol-free lifestyle than drinking wine. And yeah, I found myself saying, hey, I've hopped on the alcohol-free train and I don't feel like getting off yet. <laughs> and still, still on that here. But, you know, for me, the hardest part after a few months um, that I hadn't noticed again with the shorter since, like you'd think you would be missing out the wine, the cocktails, when out or at home. But it was really like the social questions, the expectations from others, and the inability to get an adult drink in a nice glass. So how did that kind of move into, I mean, so this is, this is fairly recent. <laughs> right. So what, what, how, how did the roots kind of draw down in terms of what this has turned into? Like how, how did it start? How did you all meet? Yeah. So uh, let me just pop in. So around um, six months is when I kind of had an epiphany. I got out, I went on out, honest on a big ski trip and you know if I'm honest I was a little nervous about going there was going to be a lot of sloping dinners out and après ski um and you know it turned out to be a great time but I came home saying you know what those restaurants need a lot of education um there's just not much available to go out so we began like a discussion on Instagram, like, like you do, right. To see, to see what interest might be out there. So Peggy and I met at our very first sober in the city event, which was just a small grassroots dinner here in downtown Long Beach. And that was in January of 2022. Wow. Yeah, so not a, too long ago. No, not long ago <laughs> at all. And, and, and did you plan this dinner, Susie? Yes. Yes, so you my, were you my, were kind of the you began this this kind of event mm -hmm. concept. Peggy right. attends. Myself sparks and, fly. and several others, and <laughs> we we ended up with that is very true. Like I'm just gonna say, and then I'll pass it to you, Peggy. Like I was like, oh my gosh, Peggy Cooney is coming, <laughs> and you know, so excited to have her come with her friends, and you know, and she's an author and. Yeah, we. She she can't get away from me now. Since then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Peggy. Let's hear your side of the story. Yeah, yeah. Really. Find out what really happened. Yeah, I mean, I was I was surprised. You know, I I heard about the dinner and I was excited to go. Um, Carolina Radikowska, I can't even pronounce her last name. Who wrote Euphoric was the keynote speaker. She was awesome and oh, and uh, cool. loved her. Yeah, and then um, I was uh, asked to be the keynote speaker in Sacramento, and and um, it was it was really amazing. So between the first dinner and then in May we did the Sacramento event. Um, 
for me, it was wonderful because my daughter, who's in her uh, early 40s, the one that asked me to stop drinking um, or do something about my drinking, um, there was such a, a beautiful moment having my daughter sitting right in front of me while I'm addressing, you know, while I'm doing um, my keynote. And knowing that she looked around and saw about a hundred women and um, one man, <laughs> my friend Joe. Um, that would have been me. Uh, no, you know, <laughs> and he was loving every minute of it, by the way. And you know, it was it was so such a beautiful moment for me, and such an appreciation, gratefulness for Susie that I could show my daughter that um, sobriety wasn't um, in a you know a basement, a church of a a basement of a church with a, you know, with a single light and there's nothing wrong with AA. I'm not, I'm not, um, I think, I think modern sobriety is just amazing that we can sort of have our own smorgasbord. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a connector. Um, and the dinner wasn't enough for me in Sacramento. So we happened to have a suite that was comped and we, we started with, um, sort of a meet and greet with charcuterie and started there and, you know, had different, um, sparkling non-alcoholic drinks there and that just sparked into you know what we did we kept adding and austin got bigger and bigger and then um palm springs got bigger than that and you know i know you can go into detail around that but we we just click together we couldn't be any more different in our sobriety uh, journeys but i think that that's what makes us work is that um we just, you know, we, what she doesn't think of, I do. And it's just been a, a wonderful partnership. So. Yeah. Love it. Love Thanks. it. I didn't really think she would be that interested in, <laughs> yeah. in this, but yeah, when, when Peggy, you know, works on a project with you, she shows up, let me tell you. And so got to have one of those. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need a couple yeah. of those. <laughs> Peggy, you want to come do some stuff with me? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. That's great. So, so then you you come together and you create a company called Zero Proof Experiences, and this includes different events, but one of those is Sober in the City, which mm -hmm. is the one that we will be participating in. Let's talk a little bit about Sober in the City. So I know you already mentioned Austin and Palm Springs, but Let's talk about those. How how what was the first one? Yeah, give us the or, beats. Or, or the first uh one away from your hometowns. Where was that Austin? Yeah. Um yeah, that Tell was Austin. That yeah, and we did get feedback that hey, maybe we'd like a little more of a destination, mm, you know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> then um <laughs> nothing wrong with Sacramento, Peggy, but um yeah, so we we hit up Austin and we had a group of people there on the ground to support us and come up with activities. You know, it kind of blew up on us. We ended up with 150 people there yes. in Austin. And how many <laughs> we were, were you so, expecting? Um, you know, we were hoping for around a hundred yeah. and yeah. That's it, so nice. sweet. Was Chris Marshall yeah, totally was Sandsbar a part of that? We, uh, he was. Great. Yes. Yeah. Great. We, we, we chased him down because like he is such a part of the alcohol free, huge yeah, community yeah, there. Is. And I know there's a large alcohol free community in Maine as well. So like in Austin, we ended up having a day's worth of activities, just optional 
And then again, we had a meet and greet Friday night, which Peggy hosted, and we're excited about Champagne Problems hosting that in uh, Portland, Maine. So that's going to be cool. But, you know, it's nice to have a, a variety of activities where, you know, you don't just have to walk into a big dinner party cold in a way, you know? So for example, like Friday afternoon, something that we started just in Palm Springs was a solo social. And so that's for anybody that signed up all by themselves, which is a super brave thing to do. But there's actually probably over 50% of the people that attend are signing up all by themselves. Really? So wow. I love that. Yeah. That's great. I love those types of people. That does yeah. take courage, yeah. major yeah. courage. At this one, we even had a, what was that? Um, a disco uh, hit class. And it was amazing. Uh, I mean, all, you know, we all dressed up and, you know, in disco clothes and did this hit class. And it was, it was so, Robbie. it was Robbie's just so got, fun. That yeah. sounds yeah. awesome. Clothes. It was fun. High intensity training <laughs> with, with flashing lights, big time. Yeah. You're going to have to be at our astro yoga class. <laughs> I'm in and, uh, all in. <laughs> so, all right. So then, then Palm Springs and mm -hmm. does it go bigger or is it, you know, is it about, tell us about that one. Yeah. So Palm Springs, I would say was a more like intimate and, and a pretty quick runway too, kind of resort experience. So I think we had just over 60 people attend that one. We were out there at the Hyatt. It was pretty chill. Ended up raining, so we didn't get to do so much pickleball and as many outdoor things, but actually just super cool connection with all, everybody was kind of in one spot because of the rain. And in some ways it turned out special uh, because of that, no doubt, you know, next time it'll be sunny. What was so nice about that is that, um, you know, when you're, when you're drinking, um, I think people are going downstairs, you know, getting coffee to nurse a hangover. But what's so nice about these events is they come downstairs and have a cup of coffee with somebody that, you know, that would, that they met the night before. It's so, I, I think because we have this thing in common, it already connects yeah. us and it, yeah. and it's, it's just such a different feel. I mean, if you would have told me four years ago, I'd be doing this, I'd be saying you're off your, you know, you're crazy. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. crazy. Um, and it's, uh, and Dallas at Johnson was, uh, the author of drink, uh, was yeah. our keynote yeah, yeah. speaker in Palm Springs and she's lovely. And, um, you know, we snuck into the, into the spot night with Ann Dowsett Johnson. It was really fun. <laughs> we did awesome. get kicked out. <laughs> it was past like, 10. All these non-drinkers so. in here, get them out. Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess we got to let them stay. They're not that rowdy. Taking up bar space. <laughs> yeah. We had a, we had a white night, Friday night. You know, I, I'm always coming up with these ideas and like, oh, we need to dress in white. So we look like a, a cult. On one side of the hotel, there was um, us sober in the city. On the other side of the uh, rooms were uh, a litigation conference and they were, you know, plastered Hammered, and we were, yeah. we were like in the lobby and I was walking with a friend of mine and the guy's kind of drunk and he's like, Hey, what are you guys doing? And, um, and Julie said, Oh, we're at a sober conference. And he goes, how do you See do ya. that? <laughs> like, how is that possible? <laughs> oh, my God. We did like you know, it's, a cult. 
it, it is, it's so interesting because having done this and, and we've had some events in Charlotte that were, you know, alcohol free and there were hundreds of people and, you know, it felt like a sociological experiment, you know, you go <laughs> yeah. in and there's, there's, there's the standard awkwardness at the beginning and then all of a sudden the volume picks up and all of a sudden it feels like a bar and people are yelling and laughing and you're hearing glasses clang and nobody's drinking. And the concept is just so interesting because you, you, you typically think that we drink to bond and to mm -hmm. connect. And there is that. And I get that. And whether it's somewhat artificial, that's, that's another topic, but like you said, the people that come down and drink coffee in the morning, there's already this bond. There's this mm -hmm. we're not drinking bond that just automatically makes you connect. Yeah. And we can start a conversation wherever we want to start it. And and you're already there. And and people don't realize that that exists. And it's just fascinating. And I love that, that you know, we're all starting to kind of see this and, and, and you all are planning things around it and open opening people's eyes to it. It's it's really great. I love highlighting local, um, not only the local geography, that's that's really attractive to me, but also local businesses. Like we have a sound bath in Portland, uh, a local girl doing sound baths. And um, we have Scott Pinyard, who's going to be there that lives in Portland. So it, it it's not only, you know, the social worker in me loves to, um, you know, promote other businesses and other you know, other people, because we all get, you know, we all get something out of that. And um, it makes me super happy. Community. Yeah. And, yeah. and there is, there's a bit of a level playing field. I know Heather Lowe of Ditch the Drink, I think she described yeah. it. She Chicago. was with us in Palm Springs and she was like, you know, is there just like a common exhale? Of, <laughs> you know we're we're kind of like all in this together and yeah. and let's connect uh before our first event I remember talking to my sister about this and you know we we've had a laugh about it now but she was saying well you know that's going to be really interesting because <laughs> you know I guess people won't be like chatting and talking much <laughs> <laughs> and just like well we'll see yeah. <laughs> but like you said pretty soon it just it sounds like a bar and isn't it that that's one of um chris marshall's missions like you know for hosting his alcohol-free bar it's a place where you can come it has the same sound it has the same feel um and you know there's an authentic connection there it's gonna be incredible when people come to these events how much of it is local people and how many people are traveling? Can you, can you clock that? Yes. Yes, we can. It, it is, it has been historically, mostly people are traveling Ooh, from, nice. I That's mean, we've sign. had like every corner of the United States represented like Maine, Florida, Washington, and California, you know, we're in London. We're, <laughs> Yeah, so we're we're trying to actually connect more locally with the communities. Um, you know, that's something we're we're learning and 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 we hope getting better at. So it's it's been fun. I was actually able to travel to Portland, Maine, and con connect with a couple people that are helping us on the ground. We have the the dry cellar is a brand new bottle shop just opening in in Portsmouth that is is helping us out and you know, meeting a lot of the local vendors, even like Maine sea bags, you know, we're going to just like 
share as one of our travel tips um where where to go and some some fun things to do when are you when are we doing this in charlotte <laughs> <laughs> we could pack it out in charlotte yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh, I love, love to do that. We've actually had a lot of people ask us to do Charlotte. So. Oh really? Oh really? Uh, yeah, I know it sounds, you know, but we have. It's funny because there are people that you know are from Tennessee and lots of people in the you know, and it's like, dude, isn't isn't Portland close enough for you? And they're like, no, we want we want Charlotte. We well, that, yeah, we'd uh, man, we could we could make some fun out of that one. Um, what do you guys? Yeah. Where, where do you kind of see this going? I mean, and, yeah. and and like in terms of, I don't know, scalability is probably not the right word, but like mission, vision. Where where what what's this going to look like in five years? Yeah, that is what do you such want it a to look like. That is such a good question, Patrick, right? Because <laughs> it's amazing how much this space has changed in five years. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I actually went to um, lunch at a friend's house and I brought a bottle of alcohol-free wine and she's like, hey, I've got this bottle of alcohol-free champagne in my refrigerator, don't worry. <laughs> and she's like, but it's been there for five years. So she pulls it out, it's a bottle of free. <laughs> she opens it and um, it tastes just like Martinelli's, um, to be honest. I don't know if it's because it's old or, and I said, yeah, you can just let that one go because <laughs> in the, the last <laughs> five years, this whole space has completely changed and <laughs> yeah. there's so much more that exists. So. You know, we're kind of on a one year <laughs> at a time, but yeah. definitely, you know, we're excited to to grow into some new experiences. We have, you know, 12 months booked out right now. We're planning uh, Portland, Maine this fall with you guys. We're already making a lot of plans for Tampa Bay, Florida Ooh. next February. Yes. I love Tampa Bay. Bali in no the summer way. so that's huge oh, and cow. Check, check me off for that one. <laughs> and then we're planning to be in seattle next fall of 2024 so you know it is kind of a mix of places where there is like really a strong alcohol-free community in places like maine and seattle um in places like florida i'm not saying there's not but my experience is it's a little bit similar to Southern California, um, but you know we kind of got our beach beach vibe. You would think that being how health conscious Southern California is, there would be like a great zero proof menu all over. It is it is simply not true. It's coming, but here you know we like our kale and our wine. <laughs> right, <laughs> gotta balance it out. Yeah, can't be too healthy. Well, it's it's interesting because the the Southern Californias and the Floridas are heavy in treatment, and there's actually a large sober community. It's just the culture hadn't caught up yet. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, if if you want to see mean, maybe a little bit more about our future, you know, part of it is that we've been able to offer scholarships. Um, we want to offer more. Um, I think getting um, more people involved in this that you know it's not it's. Um, you know, so it's, it's not cheap to do to do the things that we're doing, and um, to fly to Bali. <laughs> so, um, sleep on the I'll, beach. I'll apply for know. that scholarship. Yeah, <laughs> two scholarships for Bali, please. 
yeah, yeah. I don't think he'd qualify, but we'll we'll check it out. But you'd be surprised. You know, we really want to do that. We really want to do that. We really want to, uh, you know, hopefully we'll attract some of the the bigger companies that will help us along, so we can just spread the word more and get it out more. Um, but yeah, one year at a time right now. Um, kind yeah. of yeah. like sobriety, right? And right. I, I do feel like yes, we we are driving this forward, and our goal is really to strengthen the alcohol-free, the sober curious community and movement at large. But it's really not our event. It's a it's real it's a collaboration, and there are so many people behind the scenes, like helping us to put this together together and stepping up and saying, yes, I'll support this. I will offer a class or, you know, a fun event, like, um, like a podcast it, episode, or like a mm. podcast episode. <laughs> and that would be terrible. That was shameless. The Phoenix is really active locally in Portland, Maine too. And, yeah. and they're going to do like a little morning jog or something. And yeah, oh, really? we're, we're talking know, to Scott our, tomorrow. Yeah. We're talking to Scott tomorrow. Oh, awesome. Okay. So yeah, so they're supporting with a a sponsor vendor table too. And you know, that's going to be a lot of fun. There's, you know, there's just a lot of active communities and it's okay to be involved in just one or quite a few. Or be the glue that holds them all together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Chief connections officer. That's what I am. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, we even um, got, uh, we, we've been talking to uh, the uh, editor of Journey Magazine too. And and I, I love the fact that we're connecting some communities that maybe some sobriety communities that might not have been connected before. So um, yeah, yeah. And uh, she's, she's wonderful. Carolyn, uh, just, she's just so excited about what we're doing that, that, um, you know, she's helping us uh, as well. So I love the I love the local vibe. I love being able to you know show people and highlight the areas that we go in. But also, we're going to have more men at this this one um, than we've had before. And there are a lot of them are are spouses that possibly are normal drinkers or you know vice versa. Not for long. And and, uh, <laughs> and I love that too because I think you know I. I do things 150% and my, you know, my husband thinks I'm having a, an affair with, uh, with a recovery because <laughs> I'm so involved well, in it. That'd be like, okay. You, We'd let that one slide. Do you have another slide. meeting tonight? Do you have something else? Not enough of you getting like, better. Could you just be quiet for an hour this morning because I'm on a really important podcast this morning and I need you to yeah. be quiet. And he's like, oh my God, really? <laughs> so yeah, That's it's awesome. just lovely. It's just awesome. Oh, Paul. Great. um all right so this is all wonderful let's let's do one heavy promotion for the portland event i know we've talked about it throughout our conversation but let's let's just put it let's do the website where to get tickets how much they are discount let's do it all right now and so our listeners can jump on that if they if they're available and want to go yeah and what's going on like, and what's going like, on yeah, yeah can we like kind of break uh, real or quick kind of break down break it down let's do it all right here okay <laughs> yes, i'll start go i'll start first i guess <laughs> Woohoo, portland maine but I, i've been yeah <laughs> 
I went to Maine for the very first time and yeah, I'm from California. So it's a little bit hard to get to for us. She is special. I fell for her. So we're super excited to be on the East Coast. People have been asking for the very first time. We have a lot of activities. We have a solo social. We have a meet and greet ecstatic dance with Danny and Helenita from Sipple, who are also going to speak with us. Um, there's just all kinds of activities like astro yoga, a photo walk, a sober sex chat, a journaling. We're going to ride the ferry over for a multi-course dinner onto Peaks Island. If you're from Maine, you know about that. Um, yeah, so we have like a really big dinner Saturday night is part of the festivities. That's, you know, really like the main, main event, if you get me and, um, a sound bath. So it is packaged as a weekend experience. So Friday through, um, Sunday morning, we do have an extended package, which includes a sunset, um, cruise on a schooner in Casco Bay Thursday night, if that, you know, so works out for you. We just wanted to have something for people to do that do want to arrive early and spend an extra day or two in Maine. So the whole um, classic experience price, I believe is $683 right now. And we're offering $100 off with your discount code Champagne Problems. You can find all that information at zeroproofexperiences.com. Wonderful. Wonderful. Patrick, Patrick and Robbie, can I um, ask you to share who you'll be interviewing on your panel Friday night? Oh, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Well, so yeah, Friday night, uh, Patrick and I will be co-facilitating a panel. Um, we're still working through the content and the topics that we're going to discuss, but we've got three experts coming onto the panel and they've all got their kind of areas of expertise that we're going to try to draw from. Um, so we haven't quite organized that exact conversation, but those three people, first one is Laura McCowan. A lot of people know who Ooh. Laura McCowan is. Um, in fact, she's on our show. She's coming back on our show. Oh, really? She wrote, nice. uh, we are the luckiest and she's got the, Sober community, is it by the same name, We Are the Luckiest, or is it something mm -hmm. else? It's, no, it's, we're it the, luck, the, same name. the luck, The Luckiest yeah. Club. Yeah, the luckiest, the luckiest Club. That's right. TLC. Uh, TLC, right. Yeah. Um, and then the, the second person is Tammy Valicenti, and she is a trauma specialist, and she lives in Western Mass, um, and she has been on our show. We got into She is beautiful human being. I can't wait to meet her. I cannot uh, wait. She her. is a delightful person. She is an incredible professional. Her expertise in the trauma world, it's, I mean, I, I'll, I'll be open about it. I see her personally. She's changed my life. Uh, we know lots of people that yeah. see her uh, on a clinical, in a clinical space, and she just does tremendous work. Uh, we met her at a conference in Florida because she is, um, well, they're open about this, right? Uh, Gabby Bernstein's. Yeah. The trauma therapist and and Gabby just attributes her with changing her life and so anyway we've made this big connection with Tammy and we we're we're now friends with her and so she's going to come on as well and then Kevin Mike Lazik Kevin Mike Lazik you tell us a little bit about Kevin so Kevin uh <clears throat> I, I met Kevin probably seven or eight years ago when I was working as a clinician in a treatment program and he was he was the executive director of Heron Project, which is a nonprofit in the Northeast that was started by Chris Heron to help families and, and people um, 
find treatment and resources and prevention and it did all kinds of st- uh, all kinds of community based um, prevention work, and he's been a you know a, a professional in that in that space for about ten years, and he's he's been sober for close to twenty. Yeah, um, he's he's a he's a he's a connector too. He's the great one of the great connectors. One of the, gr- so one of the greats. It'll be cool to one have him. Greats. He's fun. He's funny. Awesome. So we're very excited, and thank you both for having us do this yeah. and participate. We're re- yeah. very honored. I'm pumped. Likewise, we, likewise. We are honored, and trauma is is just so near and dear to my heart as the work I do now. So, um, I can, like I said, I cannot wait to meet them. I, I imagine trauma will be the the overarching theme, and and we'll kind of pull from everybody's expertise within that theme. So it'll, uh, I think it'll touch everybody. Yep, because we all deal with it in some way, shape, or form. And thank you for coming on today and taking the time. And we will uh, see you and talk to you soon. Thanks. Cheers. The information and opinions shared on this podcast are solely those of the host and guests and are not a substitute for medical advice. If you feel like you may need professional help, here are some resources. Visit Patrick Balsley's practice, saunacounseling.com, Robbie Shaw's practice, eventiderecovery.com, or visit theblanchardinstitute.com.